the college football experience BYU Cougars season preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. Get started today and you get a risk free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, make sure you grab a mountain cold refreshment. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. And lastly, we're brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, us, the NBA Finals free roll contest locks at the end of this week. So make sure you get your entry in for a free shot at winning $1,000. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store and download it today. Hey, everybody, Jim McMahon here, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. College football experience BYU Cougars season preview. My name is Colby Swinging Danterbase Dan, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. Oh my god, the quarterback is toast. And I'm joined by my co host, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating. Sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, <laughs> yes, that's your music, buddy. Yes, let's talk BYU. BYU yes, I mean, dude, okay, I guess I gotta get this going. The Dundee music here. Let's talk about the Cougars because, man, magical season a year ago, and look. A lot of the nation wanted to talk shit about them. I had a problem with that. Yeah. Like, like it was their fault that they that they had to uh, all that these conferences. On yes, them. yes, and then they had to quickly fill in games. And when you really analyze that schedule, I think it's a lot better than people realize. Yeah, they did destroy UCF. They did take down San Diego State. They did take down Boise State by a shit ton on the Smurf turf. Now Boise was without a couple QBs, but I don't care. Sure, thirty-four points. Yes. thirty-four points. They took down the Houston Cougars. They took down uh, Navy, Louisiana Tech. Three. Ask Miami Hurricanes about the the last time they played Louisiana Tech. All right. So I'm not going to just buy into this nonsense. All right. Right. I understand it's a COVID year, it's crazy, but Kalani Sataki and I've been telling folks this for years. Because BYU fans before last season, they wanted him gone. Yeah. He's a damn good football coach. Well, and it was understandable to kind of doubt his, uh, you know, progress. Obviously, Mendenhall had an amazing run. Well, there. why did Mendenhall leave, you think? What did he say? Because that schedule got harder. Yes. So Sataki, you know, really has one bad year. He was nine and four, four and nine, seven and six, seven and six, eleven and one. Yeah. One bad year. But 
again seven and six i think you gotta be happy with the, with those crazy schedules yes i think that's where the lack of uh awareness awareness yeah. comes in from the byu fans they're thinking okay men in hall had four straight 10 win seasons three of which he had 11 win seasons you know five 10 win seasons in a six-year period and then after that, it was all eight and nine wins. And then uh, Sataki comes in nine. Well, they, they're scheduling super aggressively. Yeah. And, and well, the mountain West just wasn't as aggressive as what they're doing in the, as an independent. They're fucking yeah. insane. And the mountain West is really underrated, but I'm saying like not, not what they're doing. I mean, I actually think this year's schedule is lighter than the past couple of years, but it still presents its challenges. And I find it fitting. Yes. I know they lost the most production out of any of the schools in the country. Yeah. Number one, but they also tend to do that because they can have the, the older seniors, you yeah. know what I mean? Which other schools don't have that opportunity to have yeah, for the certainly most part. more mental and physical maturity. They're able to, they can benefit off of, yeah. which is cool. But at the same time, uh, that, that win total, which I know I'm, I'm, I'm getting to this early. Uh, our format is not traditionally to release the win total right now. It's normally later in the episode, but six and a half, which is right on where that seven win mark is. And uh, you know, I, I found it, ridiculous that fans were calling for. I mean, l- let's just go back to 19, right? 19 or seven and six. The schedule is brutal. It's absolutely brutal. Like you should be happy. He wins against Tennessee and USC. Now a bad loss at Toledo, yeah. right? That's a bad loss. But why are you playing at Toledo? Patty C? That's a great question. Why would you go to one of the better Mac schools Toledo and play has, on yes, their turf? Yes. Um, they did lose to South Florida. That's a bad loss. Right, but they also beat Boise State. You know, to me, like you beat Boise State, USC, and Tennessee. Yeah, that should be a solid coaching job, right? Yeah, there. that should be given respect. Uh, uh, you you go back to to eighteen, and it's like okay. how much? How much do you think the coaches at Tennessee, USC, and Boise are getting per year? On average, I would say five million dollars. Those are three high quality. You know. Yeah. Programs and those are three high quality wins by BYU. How about you look at eighteen? They win at Arizona. They win at Wisconsin, right? Yeah. Um, now they lost. That was the one that the the Utah game they lost. That was just brutal. They they were up big to Utah and Utah came back. They were probably up twenty to, to Utah. And yeah, they lost that time. game. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he's a great coach. I think he's a good coach. I think he's a good coach. You know, you shouldn't fire him. I mean, obviously after last year, now they love him. Right. But all it took was COVID a crazy year. Cause I think he probably would have went, honestly, I think that team was improved from the year before, but with that crazy schedule, they would have went probably eight and four, nine and three. Yeah. And let's be honest, this schedule is pretty dang hard again this time around. I mean, what seven power fives on it. And then Boise state again, which is a power five essentially. Right. And then Georgia Southern, it only runs a triple option and runs, right. They have to go yeah. to Georgia Southern. They have to go to Utah state. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Why are you making this so hard? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the problem there is I think the fans have this identity of something else and I'm not trying to to come down on the fans. I'm just saying that Lavelle Edwards days are gone because the, the, look, he did a great job. I thought Bronco Mendenhall did a great job. I think Kalani Sataki is doing a great job, but your days of winning 11 and one every year, you can't, it was a bit to benefit of him when he was in the whack or whatever, you know, conference there were at the time, depending on the, the era. Right now, I think their schedules each year are some of the hardest in the country. Yeah, I agree. So, um, if not the hardest, if not top five hardest, most years, I would say. Yeah, they're they're, they're absolutely crazy. I mean, I guess some of the Pac-12 teams are really pushing themselves too. I mean, 
if if it weren't for stupid issues, BYU would actually be a pretty darn good fit in the Pac-12, uh, especially as rivals with uh, Utah. Yeah. Um, and that's also something that has been touched on as well with the playoff potentially including the uh, top six expanded playoff, including the top, top six power conference champions and uh, not power conference just conference champions, Utah, not being in a con or BYU. BYU yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't make that mistake on this podcast. BYU not being in a conference doesn't have that opportunity to, meet, to get an automatic bid. We saw them get disrespected by the pollsters last year. So it's probably in the B, uh, Cougars best interest to join a conference. Yeah, they were disrespected by the pollsters and I a hundred percent believe that. And the problem is those, I do think they are better off in the mountain West. Yeah. I think actually, especially now, now that it's 12, Yeah, I don't know what they got to do to do that. I don't know if they want to, I don't know the athletic director or the president's ideas, but it makes more sense to be in the mountain West. Yeah. In my opinion right now. And I also think the mountain West will want you because I think that strengthens their scheduling to go against the AAC right now. There's talk sports illustrated dropped an article like a month ago talking about how the AAC had been talking to San Diego state had been talking to Colorado state and Boise state. We know factually they definitely were talking to Boise state because the, the state had to uh, release those emails. Yeah. So uh I want to say that it might be a beautiful partnership if BYU wants to get to that. To go to the AAC or no, to, go back to, the to the Mountain, Mountain West? Because I'm thinking the Mountain West wants oh. to do anything to solidify, to yeah. make their conference stronger. So Boise says, and uh, hey, let's stay here. Yeah. So they're not uh, inclined to jump yes. ship. Yeah. I would agree. I think that that would be a great fit for both of them. Where do you think BYU would fit in the annual pecking order, more or less? Of the, uh, I mean, they've had Boise's number like what uh, the past two years. Um, I would put still put Boise one. Yeah, I put BYU two though. But it's right there. Yeah, I, I some of those years it would be BYU one. Right. I mean, when when Mendenhall was facing a, a somewhat easier schedule, I mean, what did he have? Like like we said, eleven and two, eleven and two, ten and three, eleven and two in four consecutive years. So if you could return to that again, then yeah, you would probably be in the playoffs. Most of the years, yeah, either as the conference champion, sense. it might make a lot of sense to call up the mountain West or call up the AAC. Yeah. I mean, Tulsa is not that far away, right? You I know, mean, those two are pretty much, we went up and down the, the conference list, at least on the top part of the conference, uh, pretty much identical in terms of quality. So either way, BYU, you can put yourself in a position moving forward. I understand uh, the things you guys got to deal with. You know what I mean? I understand it's tough because I think a lot of the flack, well, not with the mountain West, cause they were making that happen for you, but I understand jumping to other conferences. They didn't want to take on that Sunday college basketball game schedule. You can't work on Sunday or you can't uh, play on Sundays. Yeah. And I, I'm sure other sports too, yeah, but pack 12. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't want to, I think the last thing you want to be is independent. If you're not Notre Dame right now. Agreed. And even Notre Dame's not getting the deal. They were, were getting. I before. actually think it's a great deal for Notre Dame because in my opinion, and, and getting those home we, we didn't talk. Nice. Well, and I mean, this is to be mentioned probably yeah, off on air. The future. Or, yeah. Okay. But I'm saying, or not even off air, but on the Notre Dame podcast yeah. is that to me, they're always so overranked yeah. that, that to me, they're automatically going to be in every year. That's it's true. like Duke and basketball. I mean, when you think about Bronco men and halls five, uh, 10 plus win seasons and at BYU uh, his ranking was uh, in the, what was this AP 16, uh, 14, 25, 12, and 25. Those are for 10 and two and 11 or 11 and two and 10 and three seasons. And he can't, he never cracked higher than number 12, which is bullshit. So yeah. 
you know, you kind of want that automatic buy-in to the playoff that the, uh, that the conference championship is going to give you. Well, and, and, and uh, I mean, uh, you can make plenty of cases. They did a home and home with USC, USC lost in Provo when uh, Mississippi state lost in Provo, Yeah, they swept Tennessee, Texas. Tennessee, yeah, they swept Texas. They took down uh, Ole Miss. Yeah. Uh, so like this is better program, a better program than most realize. And I feel like to do that, to, to capitalize off that with this new 12 team playoff coming, you're going to want to be a part of a conference. Yeah. yeah. If you're getting disrespected, get, go yeah. ahead and take the benefit of being in the conference. And I actually think the benefit of being in the conference is their record will, will drastically improve that too, because I think they're good teams. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, once again, that's the mess that is college football is because like everyone just assumes that, yeah, you know, Ohio state, Alabama, Oklahoma, are really the best team. I, I'm not a hundred percent on board. I mean, yes, talent wise, they're producing some, but a schedule breaks yeah. are not, I, I actually think scheduling is like 80% of it. Yeah. 80% of it. Talent, it's a big part of the equation. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm about to say something dumb. Do you think it's 80%? Uh, I mean, I think that to I think some extent you can't like avoid playing in the sec West. If you're in the sec, true, West. true. But I think you can manipulate, when you can your, manipulate schedule your schedule where you don't have to go that. week in week out when I, which I think in, I'm not even talking and football. You could play New Mexico I'm, every year, despite being in the sec. Yeah, yeah. You can manipulate your schedule quite a bit, but I'm not even talking football, talking football, basketball. When you're 18, 22 years old and you got to focus enough to win two or three games in a row. Yeah. That could be on the road. That could be three just tough opponents in the road. Yeah. I think it's very challenging. Absolutely. And I think there's ways to manipulate that that I think is more substantial than the amount of talent you have on your field. I think it makes or a, court. a bigger di- yes. a difference than people realize. And BYU is on the on the exact opposite. They they've gone so hard in scheduling. And whether that's because they want to get to a national championship and they know that they'll be disrespected by the pollsters. And so they have to have like the hardest schedule in the country in order to get considered for that. Why not just skip out on going through that gauntlet every year and put yourself in a conference where you get the respect that you deserve. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they gave themselves two back-to-back away stretches here. That's pretty much harder than anything Alabama's seen in anyone five years. in the top 25 for the most part. I feel like the, like the top 15 teams barely won't, won't do that. see two yeah, back to back. Barely. barely. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at this roster, Jeff. I mean, first off they, they lose the most Zach Wilson's a New York jet. They lost uh Dax mill. They lost a ton. All right. Uh, despe- especially defensively. Um, but there is light at the, uh, at the end of the tunnel here, because you got the Romney brothers, Baylor Romney, who got some burn in some games. Cause they were blowing out teams last year. Yeah. Gunner Romney, the, the good wideout, is back the junior. Uh, and I really think, I really feel like the top part of the offense here will still be fine. Yeah. I mean, Neil, uh, how do I spell that? Or how do I pronounce that? Palu, I'm guessing that guy's good. Tyler Algeier. Uh, that dude's a good running back. I played him in DFS several times and 1100 yards. Yeah. Last year. Then you add in uh Puka Nakua and his brother, uh, which is uh Samson Nakua. Both brothers, I think are going to be huge additions to this offense from coming over from Utah and Washington, uh, getting those guys are huge. And then you, you are bringing back three offensive linemen on a dominant offensive line a season ago. Yeah, sure. You'd want four, five, but three is good enough to me to make me buy in. Yeah, and Isaiah uh, Isaac Rex at tight end is back. He showed flashes. We know the Christensen injury uh, from a season ago. Now you lose Jeff Grimes, the offensive coordinator, to Baylor. 
but you, you retain, uh, you know, Aaron Roderick, the, uh, the, the passing coordinator, right? Yeah. And he was over at Utah not that long ago too. Um, and they had the number three scoring offense in the country last year, 43.5 points per game, number six overall offense. So, you know, if this guy is able to maintain, I know uh, obviously Zach uh, Wilson's gone, but if, if Baylor Romney can step in here, then that offense should keep going, you know? Yeah. And I, I think, I, I actually think it will. Yeah. Um, defensively. Okay. You got it. You got some, you get this, you got issues on the D line. D line is a strong concern of me because I'm seeing penciled in as two freshmen and mm-hmm. uh, you do have a, a senior there, but the D line is by far a gigantic, con- the number one glaring weakness of this team to me. Yeah. Uh, you're bringing back all three of your linebackers secondary though. You're only bringing back one of four uh, Keenan Ellis, but I also think getting Chaz Ahua or Ahu back uh, as a former four-star safety he was injured last year. I think that can help. I really just think the story of this season is probably going to be the defensive line and Gunnar Romney. Yeah. That, yeah. I think it's going to come down or to that. Baylor Romney. I mean, I'm sorry, Baylor Romney. Yeah. yeah. But he does have t- great weapons around him. Yeah. I think he's sitting in a good spot. And I'll tell you this, man, previewing this, uh, uh, you know, we're previewing all 130 teams on the college football experience. So go back and check out all the other episodes we have. Well, we already did the Arizona Wildcats, and out the gate, I called for Arizona to, to with the upset. And I think after previewing, I thought they lost more. BYU. I mean, I understand they lost more as a, a, a production value, but still bringing back your, your your quarterback that got a, a lot of burn, a running back that's a stud, and having those receivers and three offensive linemen and a tight end back. I think I regret my statement on Arizona winning on Saturday, September fourth. I think I've now favored the Cougars. That's in the in the Death Star. Yeah, in the Death Star in Vegas. Now, like I said, Vegas sets this win total at six and a half because they know the odds makers know they pay attention. They know, hey, this is a fucking crazy schedule, yeah. right? I'm gonna give them that win now against Arizona. Before I thought, I thought no. Yeah, I thought Arizona was in a perfect spot to upset them. You're uh, you're intrigued by fish. Jetfish. For some reason, I thought they lo- BYU was losing all five offensive linemen. Gotcha. I don't know why I thought that, but yeah. Uh, and I also thought that uh, that they lost their running back, so uh, Algier. So now I'm kind of like, no, they're pretty seasoned on the offensive offensive side of the ball. I do think it's going to be a close game, still though. Yeah, I mean the cool thing about BYU is they always have, you know, veterans whether they've received play time or not. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Exactly. So. Where are you going on that? You went you went BYU on that first one. I did. Okay, so I, I think you were right. I was wrong, which should hardly ever happen That's on this planet. A rare occurrence yeah. for Colby to uh, acknowledge that. <laughs> uh week two, maybe the best rivalry in college football. Right up there. Utah comes into Provo. Man. Yikes. Utah's been fucking them up lately. Utes are gonna roll. I think so. Yeah. Give me the Utes. Yep. One and one. Uh, now you get Arizona state. And I actually think this is one we did the Arizona state podcast, me and Terrell Furman. Yeah. Um, uh, with Arizona state having some crazy things happen with their university, <laughs> this, uh, give me BYU in the upset. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe it just throws the Arizona I mean, state I, off a little bit. I've, I've heard several people say that the NCA will not fool around about this. So I've heard several experts say that they don't expect Herm Edwards to be coaching for this, for, for this, for this game. upcoming season. Yes. Wow. 
So he was really in. The, I can't imagine Herm Edwards. Well, no, he met with the recruit during they broke COVID protocol. Ah, uh, and it's the way they did it that shows that they actively knew they did it on purpose. Yes, right now here's the problem: yeah. when you basically do that to NCA to to the NCA, they, they throw the, the hammer down essentially. Yeah. Um. I've heard m- several people say that they don't expect him to be coaching. Wow. Then that's huge. Then yeah. yeah, I would, I would think you would have to favor BYU at that point. So then we got them two and one they're home to South Florida. Jeff Scott year two, arguably one and a half because of COVID easy peasy. Yeah. Get, they get that done. Cross country trip, not used altitude, to the altitude. Yeah. Yep. Uh, three and one. And then you're at Utah state brand new Friday head coach, night. Blake Anderson, good coach, but I still think it's going to take them longer to put this thing together in, in Logan. Yeah. So it is tricky that it's, it's an away game though, but give me Utah state. I mean, I'm sorry. Give me you, uh, give me BYU to, to beat Utah state four and one. Yes. Home to Boise state. I'm all over Boise here. Yeah. They're the more experienced team. And I think they, they, they remember last year. Yeah. Um, Although Avalos being brand new, Sataki's got the, uh, I guess experience edge here. Yes. Yes. But I'm all over Boise here. I think that's a spot where Boise's circling that this one. game is going to be awesome. I mean, yeah. talk about a lit crowd. This, yeah, you know, could be for, I guess it wouldn't be for the group of five birth in the new year, six bowls because, and that's another thing is like the, the, the great thing about this playoff, not only does it give you more access to the playoff for the BYU, playoff, yeah, yeah, the yeah. 12 team playoff, but it gives you uh, access to, if you join a conference, well, the great thing, if they're, if they're really making the quarterfinal games and, and we're, we're against it. We want the quarterfinals on campus. Every college football game should be on campus. Patty C. I hate these Clemson, uh, Georgia games in, in Charlotte, Charlotte. Yeah. Alabama, Miami. Let's play it in Atlanta at the Chick-fil-A stadium. Right. I don't, I am. I hate them all. Nonsense. I hate them all. Absolute right? nonsense. But, uh, that said, they don't have tie-ins anymore. And so a team like BYU isn't left out of those bowls and and access to those bowls, which, uh, you know, is a recruiting uh, selling point. And then also, let me just throw this in too. BYU. If you join the mountain West, you get Hawaii on the schedule every year. And I obviously and you helps you are heavy, yeah. heavily yeah. recruiting Hawaii. So, uh, lots so I, of perks. Uh, I get them losing to Boise. This is a really challenging three game stretch here. So, um, I had them winning. So what, what would that put them at? I'll put that uh, five and two, right? Or wait, I haven't beating Arizona, Arizona state, UCF, or I'm sorry, USF and Utah state. So four and two, right? Yeah. At Baylor, you know, I just did the Baylor podcast. Yeah. And once again, I picked Baylor to win this one, but I thought BYU was replacing more. Yeah. This is a really good game. I'm still going to take Baylor. Really? I got to stick to my guns. I took it. I took Baylor on that pod. I know that. <laughs> I'll counter and I'll lean BYU here. Okay. Well, the following week they're in Pullman. Also a fun little environment starting to get into late October. BYU won't be phased by the cold though. I'll say they get one of two. Okay. One of those two away games. They're going to lose one of those. Away yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. yeah. Um, then they're home to Virginia Bronco Mendenhall against that's Coming another thing. Look, look, they're playing Baylor two weeks before that Grimes is the new OC at Baylor. So, so Sataki will have an advantage of knowing what Grimes traditionally runs. That's true. Especially cause yeah. it's going to be like the more rudimentary parts of it. Cause he won't have the whole offense installed at that point. Presumably. Yeah. Uh, but then you get Bronco Mendenhall, who was the guy who gave Sataki the job Yeah, coming to Provo. 
Like like men. I Hall. love this game. You know, making I love it a this little game. family. Uh, this thing. is a loss though for Virginia. Yeah, probably. Uh, then Although get, Virginia went to uh, Boise, Boise and, and made kicked their ass on yeah. the Smurf turf. So uh, Saturday, November sixth, they get Idaho State. W. Idaho State playing better ball, but yes, that is a W. Uh, then they get a bye week, and th- this is a brutal back-to-back away yeah. stretch because not only are you traveling like three thousand miles to Georgia or whatever it is 20, 2,200 miles to Georgia, you're, you're playing a triple, a triple option, option team, and then the next week you're in LA. Yeah, facing an air raid team. So <laughs> you're seeing the the polar opposite spectrums of uh, offenses in college football. No favors. Back to back weeks. No favors done there. They'll lose at least one of those. They're losing the USC. Yeah. And they might lose to Georgia Southern if yeah. they don't get their shit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we got them in there. Eight and four. I got them beating who? I got them. Let's give them. I'm going to give them Georgia Southern, Idaho State, Virginia three. I gave them Wazoo four. Utah State five, South Florida six, Arizona seven, Arizona State eight. If if Herm's not there, yeah. Either way, I think you ride this over. What's the uh, six and a half? Yeah, I actually think they're going to be seven and five probably. Yeah, because even if I'm giving them Arizona State, Arizona State's still extremely more like they're the clear cut more talented team. Yeah, even if they get that win against Arizona State, I also think they could still lose both of those away games, or they could lose to Virginia. Or they could lose to Georgia Southern, really, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm interested to see what Sataki has here. I want to see if he's actually if this was a blip on the radar and he better. You should be happy with seven and five. You should be, first off, you cash your ticket if you're a BYU fan if you bet this. Yeah, and then I don't think there's much of a higher ceiling. Like you, you beat some Power Five schools. I'm, I think you're going to have a hard time selling the folks in Provo that seven and five is their ceiling. Well, when you schedule like this. This is a harder schedule than a lot of schedules. I agree. I agree completely. Uh, that said, I think the folks in Provo are thinking ten and two is their yeah, annual. Yeah, that ceiling. worked in the whack. Yeah, they're delusional. With Ty <laughs> right. That worked in the Mountain West, but when you go out there and you schedule like this, and especially the amount of travel, I mean, this year's travel is not even as bad. Right, eight as and four. Other years. You should be yeah. happy about yeah. seven and five. You should be still happy. accepting yeah. of. Yeah. Um, yeah. So take that over on the Cougars. Can't wait to watch some of those matchups, especially. I mean, I'll be honest. All of a sudden, Patty C, I'm going through this week one schedule. I touched on this on the Boise State podcast. I've, obviously, the Boise State UCF game is is huge. I think for the whole season, but BYU Arizona kind of a game now. I mean, I I, I I'm favoring BYU after saying I thought Arizona was going to upset them. Yeah. I kind of really want to watch that game now. Yeah. I mean. Both teams have question marks, but both have, you know, full potential. Yeah. Especially BYU, obviously. So whoever wins this is off on the right foot and uh, you know, we'll see. But again, BYU, Utah week two, nothing's going to be bigger than that one. I'll tell you, Sataki wants to win in the fans over. They haven't beaten Utah in a while. That would be one way to do that one in Provo. Yep. Sign me up. I love those games. All right, buddy. Sign me up guys. If you're a first time listener to the uh, guys or girls, all right. I don't want to discriminate. All right. It's 2021. All right. People (laughs) stop your soaking and listen for a second. Uh, we, if you're a first time listener to the college experience, make sure you subscribe because we are previewing all 130 teams. Yes. We will have a preview on Utah, Utah state might even have a Southern Utah Thunderbirds preview in there. If you're lucky enough 
Uh, we will hit some of the FCS teams too, but uh, yeah, a hundred uh, Weber state. We will have, I feel fairly confident. We'll be able to pre- preview Weber state. Boom. Um, so tune in, tell a friend um, me, Patty C NC Nick. We also host the college basketball experience year round talk. Mark Pope doing a great job with the Cougars excited about their future in the WCC. Um, so make sure you subscribe, subscribe to both Patty C. Um, but yes, me, Patty CNC, Nick, we, uh, we handicap every single division one college basketball and college football game. We've been doing it for the past four years, been over 500 each and every season as a collective, but also independently. We're also way over 500 on our locks. We give you all of that uh, for free on a spreadsheet over at sports gambling podcast.com, or just download the SGPN app, which you should have already have. Anyway, you'll have all of our picks with one click of a, uh, or one tap of a finger. So do that. But look, we don't charge for picks. We won't charge for picks. I don't believe in it. And uh, look, the only thing I'm trying to charge you for is your kindness. Can you get over to iTunes? Give us a five-star review, say some nice things about us. And if you do take a screenshot, find me on Twitter at the Colby D and I'll send you a college experience t-shirt. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. Give him a follow as well. Uh, NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give him a follow. And uh, the sports gambling podcast networks on Twitter at the SGP network. Give them a follow. Check out the Slack channel sports gambling podcast as well. A lot of fun, a lot of fun here as we talk BYU football, the glory days. Look, I mean, honestly talk about the real quarterback. You BYU Zach Wilson, Ty Detmer, Steve young, Mark Wilson, uh, who am I forgetting? I'm forgetting another couple big uh, ones. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. I'm also forgetting who was right before Young, or right after Young. They've had a, a slew of great quarterbacks. Now you're gonna make me do some research. Uh, that man, I'm. I feel like I'm drawing a blank right now. Oh boy. Well, top five BYU quarterbacks of all time, Jim McMahon. That's what I'm thinking of. Max our friend, Hall. our friend of the program, Jim McMahon. Come on. Jeez. I have been, I've been just doing too many of these things. <laughs> uh, Steve Sarkeesian, uh, you know, he's at uh, Texas now he's on a couple of things in his time. I mean, yeah, you got McMahon, Steve young, uh, who, who Mark Wilson, Robbie Bosco. Remember Robbie Bosco and let him know a national championship back in the day. Um, BYU football, baby. It's all about the good quarterbacks. Let's get Romney going. All right, guys, this is the college football experience. BYU Cougars season preview. You better start thinking about yours. There we are.